Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Besides helping us to make shows like this possible, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts like Tep and Step, access to all 61 years of the magazine in our digital archives, recruiting analysis, and must-see insight from the Dave Campbell's Texas Football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, we hope you'll consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe that's texasfootball.com slash subscribe and thanks for listening the texas football today podcast is brought to you by chocolate milk built by nature you can watch texas football today live weekdays at noon at texasfootball.com and on facebook and if you like the show subscribe to the podcast vendor of your choice give us a positive rating and tell a friend From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas. It is Texas Football Today, a show that is right on time. Your clock is wrong. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us, whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook or Twitch or YouTube, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way. Thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show, keeping this little little thing afloat. I'm sitting here, sitting over there, technically directing in so sure. many ways. <laughs> she is the Duchess of the Dorks. She is Ashley Pickle. I think my title is a uh, firefighter. I think that's that's my that's my job with this computer uh, is to take fires and old girl put them out. Old girl is a. Uh, a little testy this morning. Someone done made her mad. <laughs> well, I think I have an idea of who. Probably you. Because we go live to the Dave Campbell's <laughs> Texas Football, Texas Football Today, Greg Powers Memorial Power Zone, where we find the eponymous Greg Powers. Hi. It was not me. I don't uh, think. Did I make you mad, Pickle? Not me. I'm not old girl. Computer's old girl. Did you make computer mad? I, you know what? Powers, I have, an, I have an awkward question. Did you get a tan? I did. You look tanner. You look more tan. Now, Only part- on certain parts of my face, though, as you'll notice, I got the infamous <laughs> the COVID mask, mask tan at the Elite at the Elite Eleven. Yes, this weekend. Uh, we will talk a little bit about that coming up here in just a moment. Uh, today is Wednesday, April twenty first, twenty twenty one. It's four twenty one twenty one. Numbers. Uh, two hundred eighteen days till Thanksgiving. Episode one thousand one hundred forty nine. One thousand one hundred forty nine. That is the number of plate appearances for Alex Johnson in his illustrious Texas Rangers career, and that is also a former Red. Great. There you go. Uh, he played for the Reds before he played for the California Angels. Before he played for the Texas Rangers. So common. The common. first place Cincinnati Reds. Is that Just right? Throw that out there. Yeah. Is that right? <laughs> Flex. Uh, the NL Central sucks. Well, uh, I mean, I don't care. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> On today's show, guys, we've got uh, Powers here. We're going to do this week in recruiting with uh, Greg Powers and Excel Athlete. Uh, all the news and notes from the recruiting world around the state. And then, back half of the show, a very interesting conversation uh, Powers had with the director of Elite 11, uh, Brian Stumpf. Brian Stumpf? Yep. Am I saying that you right? Uh, Brian Stumpf. 
Um, very interesting. If you've ever wondered, you know, obviously Elite 11, uh, arguably the premier quarterback competition for prospects in, in, uh, in the nation. Uh, and uh, our Greg Powers sat down with uh, Brian Stumpf of Elite 11 to talk a little bit about what that program is, how they get it off the ground, and all the ins and outs that go into it, and, and what they're looking for. So uh, a very interesting conversation coming up here at the back half of the program. Do we have first four through the door at Miss Pickle? We sure do. It was Daniel Agnew, Nicholas Morton, Rob Hathaway, and Lau Good. Welcome Hi guys. in, fellas. Hi, guys. Um, I'm going to give everybody some homework. Not you guys. You guys are clear. I I'm don't saying, want homework. I'm saying all the people who are hearing my voice. <laughs> do me a favor. Tell a friend about your favorite internet show. Just yeah. say, hey, you should listen to This American Life. And then tell them about your second favorite internet show, <laughs> which is Texas Football Today. Tell them to come join us. Listen to the podcast yeah. or whatever. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. I'm supposed to build up a grassroots when we had our marketing meeting yesterday, I was supposed to, they said, Tepper, you need to do a better job of building up a grassroots swell for the show. Am I oh, not supposed to be saying this out loud? I, I wasn't part of the meeting, so I have no idea. Well, there was no meeting. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm Greg Tepper. That's Greg Powers. And this is This Week in Cruton. It's This Week in Recruiting. Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete. Follow him on Twitter at GPowerScout. Follow Next Level Athlete on Twitter at NextLevelD1. See his fine work at TexasFootball.com slash recruiting. And, of course, this is brought to you by your good chicken friends at Chicken Express. Chicken Express. I had it for lunch yesterday. Chicken Express. Respect. I did. I actually did. I had it this week as well. And I have to to give a shout-out, really, to Chicken Express. Here we go. So, 6.58 – I uh-huh. pull in the Chicken Express line. There's three cars in Ooh, front of dangerous. me. Dangerous. Right? Dangerous. And I ordered for the whole family. Got the family meal. Oh, nice. I aspire. By 7.01, I was pulling out wow. of the parking wow. lot. And your family meals, I mean, that's a, that's a lot that's of That's a lot of chicken. Yeah. 20 chicken strips. I think four rolls. Family sides. A lot of chicken. So, you got, gr- you got grown three boys, minutes. Like, like, no BS. Mm-hmm. Okay. Three minutes out, and I thought, no way, whenever I saw the three. Yeah, like, you no pull way. around the side, and you see the three cars in front of you, like, ah, and then you three minutes later, gone. There's nothing worse than pulling into a drive-thru. Like, you're really hungry. You pull into a drive-thru, and there's, like, a long line. You're like, oh, my God. Yeah, and we won't name names, but we know certain drive throughs that take a lot longer to do stuff, and it's like, I already I'll call knew this out. was going to take I'll call a one long out. time. Starbucks. Mm. That's because everyone orders a triple wrap of all i want is a cup of coffee (laughs) i've never had coffee at at chicken express i'm sure it's great uh it's this week in recruiting with greg powers next little athlete uh a lot to get to on texasfootball.com slash recruiting but first gregory oh no a trivia question oh so i'll I'll spoil what big guest thursday is for tomorrow because i'm recording the interview right after the show uh Mm -hmm. today uh, we're going to be talking with Alex Brown, who is the director of recruiting, uh, for, or, I'm sorry, director of football recruiting for the Rice Owls, Hoot. as well as their NFL Hoot. liaison. Got a lot of questions for him, but one of them I'm going to ask him is about recruiting in-state, because that's something that I know Mike Bloomgren's really passionate about. Greg Powers, in the class of 2021, what percentage of players signed in-state? Uh. In the whole state, the, I'm talking. I'm talking not just in Texas, nationally. What percentage 
of all Texas. prospects. No, all, oh, all, all prospects. prospects in the in, in all high school prospects. Two thousand one hundred thirty of them. Okay. What percentage of them signed to an in-state school? Nineteen percent. Thirty-three point nine percent. And I wonder. Here's one thing I think is interesting. I bet I would need to go back and look at at last year's data and the day before. I bet that's up, just because of COVID restrictions. And you're gonna probably tighten the. Something interesting I kind of discovered putting the top 300 list together for the tw- class of 2022 that will, of course, come out in the Bible this year at the mm-hmm. Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. Um, it's not – there's not as much recruiting activity this year mm-hmm. because of all of the players coming back. So the class of 2022 has probably been more affected mm-hmm. by the pandemic than the class of 2021. Yeah. Um there are a lot of guys right now in that 225 to top 400 mm-hmm. range who are no doubt like these are – and some of them are even P5 type of guys yeah. who don't have any offers. Well, and let me so, let me ask you because we, we mentioned this on Monday on the, the, uh, the headlines show. Um, how – I mean, they, so the, the word comes out that the, uh, the dead period, the recruiting dead period will, will expire at the end of May. It will expire June 1, theoretically at midnight. Uh, it, the dead period expires. Um, yeah. Timing-wise, do you think that's enough time to play catch-up for these 22, 22 recruits, or is that time just lost and gone? Well, what I think is the problem with the class of 2022 is the tight scholarship numbers. There hasn't been anything to alleviate the logjam of players that are on rosters. The, the rosters are still sitting at 85 players, and that's really what you're always up against is that 85 scholarship limit. And now with transfer the, you know, the, and the transfer portal, you know, mm-hmm. that's been another huge change. And you have schools out there now, especially I'll take a look at some in-state schools. You know, SMU has been a premier – uh, landing destination for high-profile transfers, especially guys who are coming want to come back to Texas, like Jahari Rogers, who went to Florida and now he's come back and transferred to mm-hmm. SMU, who was a four-star guy coming out of high school. These schools have to make a tough decision now on: Do I recruit a high school kid, um, or do I try to save this scholarship for a guy who may? have been a little bit more highly rated, has some college experience underneath his belt, and is now looking to jump out of a, a you know a premier program, a P5 program, and wants to get a fresh start. Yeah. They have to make a tough decision there. And that puts the high school prospects, I think, sometimes at a disadvantage because some of these schools are sorting through what may be their best options for that. And there will be schools who want to hit the transfer portal really hard. Coaches are going to feel the – need to put a winning product on the field as soon as possible to keep their jobs. But there will be some schools who then dip in and take advantage of Mm -hmm. the fact that these high school players aren't as being heavily recruited. So we'll see how it all shakes out. But it's just like an – I guess it's it's a whole new world of recruiting right now, and we're going to have to learn through it over the next six months of exactly what and who fits in where. And it could be a huge change. I mean, you, you're going to see some programs, I feel, and, and SMU is one of these schools who are going to jump up and compete not only for the conference championship, but these are guys who are going to now be in the national spotlight for the players that they're bringing in. Um, no, I think you're exactly right. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see how things shake out as far as with the dead period lifting. 
uh, going forward. Okay, so textfootball.com slash recruiting. You can find this week in recruiting. Uh, let's start with our prospect on the rise. Our prospect on the rise is a guy who's committed to Florida. Not a whole lot of upside as far as going rising, but uh, maybe you maybe maybe it's because the quarterback ranks in the class of 2022 in Texas are so top-heavy. There's just a couple of guys who are so overwhelmingly excellent that Nick Evers gets maybe overlooked. Uh, the Flyer Mound quarterback, uh, he is a guy who looked excellent at the Elite 11 camp here in Dallas. He earned an invite to the Elite 11 finals. Um and who he's going to join Connor Wigman, Quinn Ewers, and Kate Klubnick there. Uh, Nick Evers. I think one of those guys that any other class of quarterbacks, we wouldn't stop talking about him, but because it's this class of quarterbacks, maybe he's flying under people's radar. Well, I just think he's a guy, he makes prospect on the rise this week because he's a guy who I personally had undervalued and underrated. And Mm -hmm. getting a chance to see him operate in person helped give me some clarification on what type of tools that he's bringing to the table. And... Again, we'll, we'll throw it back to the pandemic. There were a lot of missed opportunities last year to attend games and not to get to a chance to see quite as many quarterbacks in person, right? Not as many mm-hmm. players in person as we used to have a chance to, to really see. So it'll be nice to be able to go back and see these guys in pads again in 2021, get to, out to more games, get out to more camps mm-hmm. as some of the restriction, restrictions loosen. Um, but Evers is a guy who I haven't had a chance to see throw since I watched him throw in seven-on-seven before last April. So you're talking about a huge gap, Mm -hmm. right, of time of actually evaluating one of the top guys in the state. And since that time, he went from being a guy who didn't know that he was going to be the starter on his varsity team to working hard to earn that starting job and get his name on the recruiting radar to committing to Florida – to getting invited to the Elite 11 Finals, which is the elite quarterback camp nationally. Mm -hmm. Um, So you can see a progression there and and see where I think I started him off at number 88 in the DCTF Hot 100. He's worked his way up to number 74, and now I have to look hard to see now, like how high do we put him up after this strong performance, you know? It's going to be a guy certainly to keep an eye on there in Nick Evers, the Florida commit. Uh, our prospect on the rise this week. Let's go to our commit of the week. Our commit of the week, let's go to the Golden Triangle. Go to Beaumont. Uh, 2022 Beaumont United athlete Chandler Rivers has committed. He is heading to Duke. Had offers from uh, in-state places like Houston SMU. Had some uh, some other Power 5 offers uh, like Colorado, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, etc. Uh, he is going to head to the Blue Devils. Uh, and this is a guy that is... Um, He's not saddled by the expectation that he's got to play one particular place. You can plug and play this kid, and he will make an impact. Undoubtedly one of my favorite players in this mm. class. This dude is really fun to watch and competitive. Yeah. And that's another thing that I really like about what he brings to the the table is that he wants to be successful no matter where you put him. So he plays wide receiver. He plays cornerback. I love watching him on special teams in the return game. He is electric, um, really has that extra gear, and can go from like zero to 60 like the new Hummer. You know, he's like, mm. it's like he's got a 1,000 horsepower under the hood. So there's a lot to like about his game, um, and Duke is getting a really good one. Uh, and this – just going back to our conversation before we started rolling through um, the notebook is a guy like Chandler Rivers, 
has some really good offers, right? You see Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Tennessee on his offer list. Uh, but Duke is able to capitalize on possibly a, a, a guy here who they wouldn't mm-hmm. probably have been able to normally get. And Duke is an, a, a great program, right? They have a solid football team, and they bring a lot to the table academically. So I'm not saying that from – a standpoint that they can't recruit. I'm saying they just don't recruit in Texas as heavily as some of these other programs. So Duke is able to really come into Beaumont and steal a guy, in my opinion, who can be a big impact on their team. And not only on one side of the football, he's going to be a guy on special teams that brings it a lot too. So he'll probably make a name for himself out there. Yes, most certainly a guy down there in in Chandler Rivers in Beaumont United you should keep an eye on. We're talking the swing and recruiting with Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation at hashtag TF Today. Let's move on now. Let's go to our underclassman of the week. Our underclassman of the week is a guy who's going to be a junior at Austin Dell Valley. Uh, It is wide receiver Braylon James. He has picked up a couple of offers from um, some no-name programs, um, Ohio State and Oregon, this week. Uh, He also got an offer, uh, an invitation to play in the Under Armour All-American game. Uh, He's got 15 scholarship offers now. Uh, A guy, we've talked a lot about Del Valle, talked a lot about their receiving core. Yep. Uh, Maybe not as focused on Braylon James because of another guy who had been uh, most notable there in, in Caleb Burton, but Braylon James is a guy you should know because if you think that he's just the other receiver there at Del Valley, you're wrong. This kid's a star. And Burton went down with the meniscus injury early in last, you know, in the year last year. I think it was in the first game, and opportunity came knocking for Braylon James, and he took advantage of it. You know, he's one of these guys who stepped up. He only had six games of highlights, but in those six games, he went for 442 yards and seven touchdowns. So, I mean, he's making plays, right? And now he's got a friend in Caleb Burton who's committed to Ohio State. The Buckeyes come calling for him as well. It'd be interesting to see that development. Um, but he's going to be a national name. He's already a DCTF four-star prospect. Uh, brings a lot to the table. He's a long and rangy receiver, but has a high level of athleticism. And on that first highlight clip that everybody watched, you can see his hands in concentration where he's able to high point the ball and make those tough plays and tough catches look kind of easy. Definitely going to lessen the blow for Del Valley losing Caleb Burton to Lake Travis, yes. right? So, I mean, it would have been maybe the top wide receiver tandem in the state if they would have both been there. Um, but it's nice to be able to fall back on a guy like Braylon James who's going to be a national recruit when you lose a guy like Caleb Burton. Yeah, most certainly. This is a guy who, um, you know, probably, like I said, I don't want to say the word overshadowed, but, like, remember, when we say these numbers that he's doing for, for you know, in just six games, seven touchdowns in six games, he's doing it as a sophomore. Right. He's doing it as a sophomore and, and a guy who is only going to get better. And, and obviously if you're getting the attention as a wide receiver of Ohio state and Oregon, not to mention, you know, places like Baylor places like SMU places like Miami, right? You're doing something right. Like exactly. you are not, this is not a fluke. This is a guy that, that, that the, the word is out on Braylon James and you should know about him. Uh, let's wrap it all up with our recruit of the week. Our recruit of the week is another guy who, at this point, if you don't know his name, that's on you. Uh, it's uh, a task seed offensive lineman, Cam Dewberry. Uh, he has narrowed down his list from a top 10 to a top 5. Um, he is a four-star prospect. He's the number eight prospect in the DCTF Hot 100 at texasfootball.com slash recruiting. And the top five are Alabama, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Texas, 
and Texas A&M. So uh, the math checks out there. Math checks out. That's five. <laughs> uh, he narrowed it down to his top five. Uh, n- let's put it this way: if that's your top five, you can go wherever you want. Cam Dewberry going to go to one of those five schools, and maybe a little bit telling her he's got one official visit scheduled. It's to Texas A&M. Mm. So I know that the Aggies have a great re- relationship with Humble Atascacita. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kenyon Green is there playing on that that O line, and I gotta believe. Cam, who was a freshman, I think, when Kenyon was a senior, has some respect for that guy. That sounds right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I think that that I think the math also works out there, Pickle. That it, he, I think they played oh, yeah. together on the same offensive front, and uh, I'm sure that Green is in his ear to come join him and be an Aggie uh, there as well. And and also keep an eye on this younger prospect on the Tascasita O line, Nate Kibble, who mm-hmm. played alongside. Uh, Dewberry last season as a freshman, and he'll be the next up-and-comer. He's one of these guys there. They just continue to prank out, crank out high-profile offensive linemen, and Kibble's next in line. But Dewberry is definitely one of the top guys in the entire country, and maybe he's leaning towards an in-state school. Well, and let's be, let's be honest about this. Right now, I mean, for all we talk, like people say DBU, QBU, whatever. Right now, at least in the state of Texas – a&M is O-line U, and it's not – I don't think that's really a, like a – I don't think that's up for I don't think that's a controversial statement. Uh-uh. Like right now, they are off- offensive line U. And so whenever you have a top 10 prospect in our rankings who, at the offensive line spot who says, I'm thinking about going to A&M, my mind, being a recruiting dummy, immediately goes, well, A&M's got to be the favorite there. Right, and you never want – like you can never discount – the Alabamas, the Ohio States of the world, you can never say, well, they have no shot, right? Right. I don't think Dewberry's going to go to Ohio State. But Alabama is one of those schools, especially in the Houston area, that does great. It, mm-hmm. They come mm-hmm. and get guys they want, and they do that all over the country. Uh, but there's just something about a relationship there between Atascacita and Texas A&M that you can't discount. Absolutely. I got to say, too, real fast on him, I had the chance to watch him in person this past season when Atascacita played Allen, and even though the game was very one-sided and Allen kind of really took it to him, this guy was fun to watch. Yeah. He was so he's fun a mo- to watch. He's a monster out there. He's <laughs> he a monster passes out there. the eyeball test. Absolutely. He, he definitely does. Six four three ten. 310 uh, Can't teach that. He's Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete. We don't have to teach him anything. Our uh, he's our mountain. Uh, <laughs> follow him on Twitter at G Power Scout. Follow Next Level Athlete on Twitter at Next Level D1. See his fine work at TexasFootball.com slash recruiting. Powers, stick around. I'm going to have you intro the next segment. Sounds good. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Uh, are you a Texan? Do you like being a Texan? Do you want to prove that you're a Texan? Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at texasfootball.com slash subscribe. For less than a dime a day, you can become a card-carrying Texan. Get your 2021 Summer Edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football mailed to you before it hits newsstands. Uh, plus a ton of great online content exclusive to insiders, including a new episode of Tep and Step that went up on Monday mm-hmm. um, where Step and I go on for about an hour. On uh, your new microphone. Yammering. Yes, with our <laughs> new microphone. I will grab it, but I can't. It's right there. 
Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, TexasFootball.com slash subscribe to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Less than a dime a day to become a card-carrying Texan. It's a flex, too, Dave to Campbell's. be able to tweet out your magazine before everybody else it's has the theirs. Flex. I think that's like the Texan flex, it's if, you, the, if you ask me. It's a it's a text flex. Te- ooh, ooh, ooh. I kind of – I'm mad that I like that, but I kind of like, like it. I like that. I kind of like it. I mean, like a the, the flexing flex. emoji, but it's in like the 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 num like the the Texan flag colors. Okay, we can make this happen. The text flags. I have that goes Texas on, thing called Photoshop. Goes online <laughs> to put the arm emoji in a t sh- in the Texas state t shirt idea text and re- trademarks it. Texas football. It's, it's, uh, yeah, uh, uh, register <laughs> registered trademark of Greg Tepper Incorporated. <laughs> uh, TexasFootball.com slash subscribe to become Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Powers, who'd you talk to this week? I talked with Elite 11 director Brian Stump, the man who literally has coached every great quarterback that's out there. I mean, every, all the top guys go to the Elite 11. He gets to work with them every year. Um, and it, it's a whole lot of fun to hear his take on three of the top guys from the Dallas area who punched their ticket to go to the Elite 11 finals in South Lake Carroll's Quinn Ewers, Flower Mounds, Nick Evers, and Austin Westlake, K Club, but not really a Dallas guy, Syntex, but you know, he was up here competing. So uh, Stumpf gave his breakdown on those guys who all punched their ticket. Here is Greg Powers' conversation with Elite 11 director Brian Stumpf here on Texas Football Today. Greg Powers, TexasFootball.com, out here with Brian Stumpf, president of the Elite 11, man. A great camp out here in Dallas today. We not only were blessed with good quarterbacks, great weather. Thanks for coming and, and let me be a part of it. Absolutely. Um, wow, I'm just going to start at the top. You know, Quinn Ewers, he's the number one rated guy in the country, came out here and had a good day throwing the ball, stamped his ticket, going to the finals. What did you see out of Quinn? Yeah, I think you saw everything that people talk about with Quinn Ewers in terms of the arm talent. Um, He's gifted. It's been no secret here in Texas, at least since his freshman year, as he started emerging as a guy to watch at South Lake Carroll. And then obviously um, his tremendous play the last couple of years on the field for the Dragons. So um, it was great to see him out here in person with the pandemic last year. Really, our camp schedule got washed out. So we usually see a lot of the good uh, quarterbacks in a class the year before as underclassmen and get more of a feeling for them and a relationship and things like that. So uh, for us, it was the first time seeing him aside from game film and didn't disappoint him person the ball comes out of his hand very clean uh, spins it can touch every blade of grass with his arm um, so it was good to see him and then just good to see him out and work and being the dude right I think that's the other thing that um, sometimes guys as, as top recruits they they get everybody in their ear and tell them hey you don't need to do this and do that and exactly. you're good you know and and um, so it's always good to see the the hunger in guys and wanting to get out and work and compete um, and stay motivated in the offseason that's that's really one of the main reasons why we do elite 11 is to give these guys um, something to set as a goal in the offseason and hopefully work towards and continue to improve as quarterbacks uh guy he faced in the state championship game Cade Klubnik. I know he's not 100% healthy coming back from an AC joint injury, but he looked really good early on uh, throwing the football out here, and he seems like a really great kid. Absolutely. Great kid. Passes all the the, the tests instead of intangibles and, and a charismatic kid. And then the athleticism, too. He's always been a twitchy kid, I think, um, in the times that we've seen him before and tested well. And, and like you said, I, I think he threw the ball well enough. And knowing this is really the first time he's he's gone out and had a long day like this, I thought he, he battled through the whole day and, and finished with some of his best throws towards the end of the day. 
So, uh, but yeah, you love what he does in pads first and foremost, and that's we always want to base it off that. That's always going to be the the bulk of a player's evaluation is is what they do in pads as a quarterback during the season for their high school teams, and then we want to verify some of those whether it's intangibles, coachability, and then athleticism um, when we see him out here in person. And Cade checked all those boxes. I don't want to say he's a surprise because he's committed to Florida and he's obviously one of the top guys in Texas, but Nick Evers is going to the finals too, and that's a pretty big deal for him and his family. I know that. Um, so just kind of talk about him. Absolutely. Uh, Nick, I think you see a lot of work that he's put in. You know, if you if you rewind to this time, probably in the offseason last year, coming out of his sophomore year, I don't think anybody knows Nick Evers' name, and uh, he's really a great example to a lot of young kids that, that want this quarterback thing to happen instantly. I want to be a five-star as a freshman. I want to get scholarship offers when I'm heading into my sophomore year, and it really just doesn't work like that for the majority of guys. It's it's the 95% of them are going to get recruited off their junior year. Nick had a really strong junior year, you know, threw it around a ton for, for Flower Mound there, and then he went right to work in the offseason, and he's tightened up his release. You can see it from what his tape was in the fall to seeing him out here in purpose person today. Um, and then athletic, too. You know, didn't necessarily uh, run a ton or even showcase that when you look at his film from the fall, but uh, ran in the four sevens today. You know, good shuttle time and, and really checks a lot of the boxes that you want to see with what he's already done on the field. But then you see the improvements and gains that he continues to make, um, tightening up his mechanics and, and being an athletic guy that could probably do more as he continues to fill out as a runner at the next level. I always say the Elite 11 camp is like the cream of the crop of camps, not only for quarterbacks, but just as always very well organized, very well ran and operated. You see get more quarterbacks yourself personally than any other human. <laughs> you get to see them all. So I know that that's got to be a lot of fun as you watch these guys move on to college and play in the NFL. But just kind of talk about the Elite 11 in general, talking with all three of the guys who are going to the finals. They were so honored to be able to go to Texas to go out there to compete for that. And it's something that a lot of young quarterbacks dream about. So just kind of talk about what the Elite 11 has grown into um, since you've been here. Sure. Um, I think from the standpoint of why it was started and the, the origin and basis of it all, it's really we just want to give more time to the quarterback position. It's it's so heavily scrutinized and so difficult to play. And, you know, you and I probably watch games on the NFL on Sunday and say, yeah, ah, we could have done that or what is he doing? But it, there's it's so nuanced, right? So um, that was the genesis of it all. And, and I think from, from our side, um, we're super humbled that it's kind of grown into what it has. And, and like I talked about a little bit earlier, being something that kids can set as a goal in the offseason and, and continue to be motivated to keep working hard so you know we talked about it you might throw for 3,000 yards and have your scholarship offers and, and all that sort of stuff and we've seen firsthand in the past guys that I don't want to say peak in high school, but they, they get content with, with where they're at and they have maybe the wrong people in their ear that, that tell them, hey, you're good and you don't necessarily need to do stuff. So I think from the standpoint of it being a, a good driving force to have guys keep working on stuff they need to work on. And it's a great goal to set. Obviously, you know, we had 70 class of 2022 and 2023 guys out here and we can't invite them all to the finals. But something we tell them when we start the day is this, is this isn't a camp and it's not a competition. It's a competition where, you know, some guys might make it to the finals and that's great, but all of you guys you know, in the next five, six hours can learn more things to add to your toolkit and, and hopefully become a better quarterback and, and walk away inspired to keep keep learning because that's really what it's all about. You know, like you said, I, I might see as many quarterbacks as, as everybody, but there's there's two things that you really, until you spend a bunch of time around a kid, you can't really measure what's in their heart and what's in their head and, and how hard they're going to continue to work and how much they love it. So, you know, we saw a lot of guys throw the ball pretty well today and yeah. run fast and jump high and uh, and that sort of stuff. But, um, you know, there's there's going to be guys out of this group that I guarantee will surprise some people as well in a, in a, in a couple of years that we might not be talking about right now um, because they, they might love it more than the other guys. So um, that's the fun part about it. 
um, to, to watch guys continue to work and um, just being a small part of hopefully, you know, motivating them. And for some guys, honestly, it, it might be the best thing for them not to make Elite 11. We, we see all these exactly, chip-on-the-shoulder yes. stories, and, um, you know, it, it keeps guys hungry in some cases. And if that's the case, then we're, we're happy to play that small part too. So um, I wish we could invite more guys to the finals. That's just not how it's it's set up and, and structured. It's going to go down to 11. Yeah, we love to, but we do love to, to see all these guys, guys out here today. And they really did work hard and, and do a good job and take take coaching very well. And you expect, honestly, nothing less from Texas kids um, and just you know how important football is out here to people. Brian Stump, he's going to get a chance to work with three of the best when they come out uh, later on. Actually, four, Connor Wegman, I believe, also hey, coming out there Brooklyn, from yes, Houston. So some of the best in Texas going out there to compete in the Elite 11 Finals. Uh, Brian, thanks for the time, and good luck with the rest of the camp series. Absolutely. Thanks for being here. Hard cut. There he is, Brian, Brian Stump, the <laughs> director of Elite 11, talking with our own Greg Powers here on Texas Football Today. Uh, very interesting stuff. Very interesting stuff out there at Southlake uh, with uh, Coach Coach. And you were you were impressed by the operation of the event. Not the talent's obviously impressive, but you were impressed by the operation of the event as well. It's a it's a world class event as far as mm-hmm. a a camp experience goes. They were with protocols and safety measures put in place. They adhered to the rules at which you know you have to appreciate covering live events mm-hmm. right now and they always do a good job of treating the media right so yeah. you always appreciate that whenever you go out to an event and you feel like you're wanted to be at that event uh kind of takes it to a different level on how you want to deal with those people so thanks to brian stump and his crew at elite 11 they've been there a long time so we know everybody over there and they've always been gracious of having me out well great fantastic stuff there uh from brian stump the director of elite 11 and now we go over to ashley pickle for america's second favorite segment final thoughts i did actually think of a final thought and then we okay, can go, go to your, you final, thought. your final thought uh, just no, wanted to s- more important to, no to say that i know a lot of people have been super curious about the broadcasting ban thing uh step has a, a subscriber article up about that yes. so if you haven't seen that go give that a read because that it might answer some it kind of, of your, yeah your i believe he, i believe there. he talked with somebody within the uil about it and where mm-hmm. it stands and stuff like that so you can find that at texas football yeah, just want to throw that out that that's up on the website uh, for insiders my final thought yes powers when's the last time you watched robocop Ooh, <laughs> man that's been a long time i watched it recently dude that movie rules I always cycle back to Predator and Terminator before RoboCop, Dude, though, but RoboCop I, has, like, a certain quality I, about it. Now, now, hold on. Terminator or T2? I like them both. I, they kind of usually yeah. have to watch them both. I'll tell you one that I did watch in the same RoboCop vein, Roadhouse. I watched Roadhouse. <laughs> <laughs> and I one and what I didn't know when I was a kid, Terry Funk, the like the hardcore wrestling legend. He's a Texas guy, right? Yeah, he was in he was one of the bouncers in Roadhouse and I was like, "Oh, that's Terry Funk." How about that? Okay. Interesting. There's your fun fact of the day. Terry Funk was in Roadhouse. He's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Powers, thanks. Let's do it again next week. I love it. Question mark? I'm so excited. Yeah. It'll be great. We'll be here. Uh, All right. That's going to do it for us. Uh, Thanks to Brian Stump of Elite 11 for being our guest for Ashley Pickle. I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please get your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today. (laughs) 